This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What is up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John, and I'm sitting here at the table with Aaron. Aaron, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, John. I'm excited to be here. I know we got a good topic. Uh, you want to share with them what we're talking about today? Shoot, yeah. So today, guys, let's talk about paying your dues. Yes, pay your dues, boys and girls, but truth be told, that's only part of what we're going to talk about today. Today, Aaron and I are going to go, you know, we're going to break down some of the most important ways to pay your dues, some of the simplest ways to tell a story in the ring, some of the best ways to develop your character, and why every single thing you do from the moment you step through the curtain should mean something. So before we get started, guys, I want you to join our mailing list. That's right. All you got to do is drop us your email. There's a link in the description or head on over to Facebook. Find us. Drop us your email. We send out all kinds of cool, unique stuff that you can only get through our email. No junk mail. Straight to your inbox. Free pro wrestling training. All right. So like I said, today we are going to rapid fire on four very important aspects of becoming a pro wrestler. Remember, the simplest and most basic of pro wrestling principles are the ones you need to develop the most. Focus on performing the basics to perfection and make the most out of your time in front of a paying audience. John, I'm excited, so let's just get right to it. What is number one? All right, number one. Here's how I'm phrasing it, boys and girls. Tell a human story. So first off, I want to talk about telling a story. More specifically, a human story. So what's that mean? All right? It means keep things simple, guys. It means never forget the psychology of pro wrestling. I asked you guys to define pro wrestling psychology, and it's been a while, a long past episode, and I gave you my definition, and here's what my definition was. Through the art of pro wrestling, make people feel without forcing them to think. And I think that my definition still holds up pretty darn well today. So keep that in mind, guys. Psychology as it goes in wrestling is us doing something in the ring through our, our art, which is pro wrestling, and that's the promos, that's the match, that's everything that we do from start to finish. We're doing something that gives the fans an experience that they can feel emotionally without forcing them to have to go, wait, what's happening? Wait, what's going on? What is that? What is he? Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Wait, what? What did he just, what is it? Okay, we're not forcing them to think. So here is the most basic example of a human story. Good guy versus bad guy. I mean, that's it, right? I know that that's super simple, but that's absolutely true. There's a reason that we harp on babyface versus heel in pro wrestling. Everyone can understand good versus evil. It is the simplest way to tell a story. And the stronger and more well-defined a face or a heel is, the easier the job for the other person will be. When I was a heel, I made sure it was my priority to make sure that everyone in that crowd knew to dislike me. From the moment I walked through the curtain, it was my intention to not put any question on their mind that I was the bad guy. And um, this is why, for the most part, there's no blanket rules in pro wrestling, but for the most part, if you're at an independent wrestling show, you're going to see the bad guy walk through the curtain first. For the most part, they always walk to the ring first because it's easy to make people hate you or easier to make people hate you. So your job as the heel is to come out and immediately, though, immediately, from the second you break that curtain, 
Let them know that you are to be disliked. And that way, guess what? The next person that comes to the ring, they're going to like no matter what. If they already dislike you, they're going to they're gonna already enjoy the next person more because you're an a-hole. So, um, and again, that's why the heels typically come to the ring first because they have the job of making themselves hated. So you're going to love the next person that walks out. So talking about telling a human story, I'll just wrap this one up quick. Um, you know, think about this, guys. Someone who shows up late to a show, maybe they come in a little bit late, um, they sit down and your match is going on in the ring and it's already halfway over. At that point, when they sit down and they are already halfway through your match, they should still be able to figure out what's going on because the story you're telling is human and it connects to them and they can emotionally get involved and you're telling it so appropriately and so well-defined that even though they walked in late, they can still figure it out. Yeah, that's awesome, John. I love that. I know what is number two. All right, so moving right along. Guys, this was the title of the episode, so let's get into it. Pay your dues. All right, I told you we were talking about paying dues, so let's get into it. Paying dues in pro wrestling can mean a variety of things. It can start out as, you know, first of all, the training in general, but also passing out flyers, setting up a venue, putting up, tearing down the ring, even you know, going on a loop of shows, which we've discussed in the past, and offering your vehicle to drive the veteran around. You know, that's paying your dues as well. And the whole training process you go through, the bumps and bruises we go to to become pro wrestlers, that's all part of paying your dues. So I want to specifically address paying dues in the form of working for cheap. So we've gone into this on a previous episode. We did a really deep dive into this, as a matter of fact. Yeah. It is okay to work for free within reason. If you have and are allowed to sell merchandise, then who cares what the promoter pays you, okay? I, I'm just I'm saying that from the instance that, again, remember, you're probably not making a living off of what the promoter pays you unless you are in one of the big companies that has a, a television product or a streaming service of some kind or another, okay? That's WWE. That's AEW up until recently. That was Ring of Honor. There's GCW. There are, there are companies out there besides for the big two. But if you're not working for one of those places, you're probably not making a living just off of the envelope that you're handed at the end of the night. Your money, your living is made through your merchandise. So guys, it's okay to work for free. Again, within reason. I'm, I'm not, I don't want you to let these promoters off the hook. But especially if you're allowed to sell merchandise, that's where you need to focus on getting your money. And the rest of it, don't worry about it. Get the experience you have. You know, Again, I don't mean let them off the hook, the promoters, for not paying you. But I, I do mean that sometimes the experience itself is worth more than the envelope that they give you. Okay, You may work, quote-unquote, bad gigs for over a year just to learn and set yourself up for a better future. Hard times can build some very, very strong performers. Yeah, that's great. The, the same things uh, with the strength coach industry mm -hmm. or personal training. I mean, a lot of times you're going to work underneath somebody mm -hmm. and you're going to do it for free. And uh, Absolutely. But you're going to learn a lot. Yes. You're going to get the experience and then you're going to start making some right. money after that and you're going to be set up uh, you know, to succeed. Yeah, for the future. You'll have more experience in, in what it feels like to be in those. All right, guys, before we head on, I want you to head on over to Facebook and I want you to join our private Facebook group where all you have to do is type in how to become a pro wrestler. Find that group. You just got to answer a couple questions. You just got to drop your email and you get direct contact with myself, with Aaron, and with everyone else in our private group. All kinds of cool conversations and videos and stuff going on over there. So head on over there and check us out. 
All right, John, so we got two down. We have tell a human story, pay your dues. What's the third one here? All right, so here we go. Number three, I want you to bring as much of yourself into your character as possible. So you've probably heard that the best characters are the ones who are just the real person turned up to 11. I agree with that to an extent. There are no blanket rules in pro wrestling. Again, The Undertaker is a shining example of that. Believe it or not, he is not a mortician zombie, uh, you know, but he was a very successful professional wrestler, one of the most successful of all time. However, let's think about guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin and maybe CM Punk. Those two are literally just their true personalities, but kicked all the way up to the most extreme setting. And that's where they achieved their most successful moments, when they really get to unleash their real, real personality, weaving themselves into the character that they were playing until really they just became the character. So the idea, guys, is to strike a balance. Find ways to add as much of your true self to your character as possible. That will allow you to perform more naturally because, I mean, come on, guys. You know, The more natural and genuine you appear, the more sympathetic the fans are going to be to your performance, the more realistic that you're going to look in the ring. It's going to come more naturally to you. You're going to be able to react on the fly. You're not going to get you know, hesitant and, and stumble in the ring if anything goes wrong. You're going to be able to rely on your character work. You're going to be able to rely on your performance and everything because it's more of you than it is of you just playing a character. And again, there's no blanket rules, guys. There are plenty of successful just characters that are nothing like the actual real person. Okay, It's very, very possible. However, you oftentimes see more success when you can weave your real personality into the actual character, which I'll go back to um, something I just thought of that we have talked about on this podcast before, but it's been quite a while. When I did my tryout for the WWE, they asked me to do um, what they call pre-tapes, which promo, basically. They asked me to do promos, and they took me in a room, And they asked me to cut a promo, number one, and then they asked me to speak like myself. They said, take all the character work out of it and speak like your your birth name on your birth certificate. Cut a promo as the real person. And it caught me off guard very much. But really, what happens is sometimes when they have you do things like that, you realize that aspects of your real life might be more interesting than the character you're trying to come up with. And you have to remember that in you lived your life. And, you know, sometimes maybe you're self-aware enough to realize it, but you lived your life, so it might not be that interesting to you. That That's a, like, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll give you an example right here since we can just, I can always pull from my own card. Um, uh, my real life, true last name is Bloodworth. That is my last name, Bloodworth. That's my birth name and everything. I wrestled under the name Cross, and all I heard for 13 years was... Your real name is way more interesting than your character name. And, of course, that never struck me when I was trying to become a character because I've heard my real name my entire life. It was just boring to me. It was nothing. It meant nothing to me. And now I kind of see it as an outsider looking in. In hindsight, I'm like, man, I should have just ran with my real name probably. Um, But anyway, that's just something to think about, guys. And that's just a name. But you may have real-life experiences. If you've gone through pain and trauma, if you've gone through anything, or successfully pulled yourself up, you know, from from depression or or any of these these real-life things, you can express those naturally in your promos. And you can even express them naturally in the ring. And people are going to be far more sympathetic to you if you are a genuine performer. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right, John. So we got... uh... Tell a human story, pay your dues, bring as much of yourself into your character as possible, and uh, what's number four? All right, so here we go. All right, guys, today we're going to talk about making everything mean 
something. All right, so lastly, let's make everything mean something. This harps back to the lessons that we learned from William Regal on a recent episode. From the moment you break that curtain, you should be moving with intention. All right, everything that you do should have a reason. And you know, that starts even before you break the curtain. Don't use music that doesn't fit your character. Don't smile and high five, you know, if you're meant to be a serious character with a mean streak. All right, guys? So I had someone ask me recently about a song, you know, does this song fit my character? And I said, well, describe your character to me. And I'll listen to the first few seconds of the song and I'll see what I think. And, and it really didn't match up, you know? I mean, to be honest, I was like, I don't understand it. But, you know, if you do decide to walk out to this song... Um, Send it to me. Send me the video. Let me see how it looks. Because maybe it doesn't, you know? Because, again, there's no blanket rules. But you got to think about that, guys. The music that hits, I mean, I mean, right? Yeah, like, if you're a serious biker, you're not going to walk out to the Sesame Street theme song, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's a crazy example. But I'm just saying. Think about it, even from the music. And I understand that not all companies are letting you pick your music. And there's also licensing agreements and all that kind of stuff. But, like, just keep it in mind. If you do get an option, be sure that you're choosing the right thing so music matters it really really does and yeah. the way that you walk carry yourself and act on the way to the ring carries tremendously again if you're meant to be you know a super serious character even if you're good or bad high-fiving and smiling is probably not the way to go and uh so during the match how let's talk about moving with intention during a match i mean so this is the one that frustrates me the most if you knock someone down smooth knock them down boom they're on the mat flat on their back why do you pick them up to hit a move? I see that so much and it frustrates me. Mm -hmm. What is the point? If our goal as performers, as serious professional athletes in a combat sport, which is what we are portraying out there, if our goal is to pin somebody shoulders to the mat one, two, three, then why would we knock them down and then reach down and grab them and pick them up to hit a move? I mean, if you knock someone down, you should try to pin them, right? So, I mean... If you need them to get up, if the idea is to hit something, to stagger them, to knock them down, but then you want to hit a move and maybe you want to follow that up with a finishing move or something, then it needs to be discussed or known that they should sell for you. They can hit the mat and just not lay there dead because if somebody lays there dead, you should be pinning them, guys. Yeah. That's simple. But you can discuss and say, hey, after this happens and you bump, sell back up to your feet because I want to hit a move right there. That's nothing wrong with that. But make it look naturally because it doesn't make any sense that you don't try to pin them. Okay? So... Um, you know, all you got to do, you can solve most problems when it comes to this inside the ring through selling. But it takes communication to do that. So, I mean, think about the UFC. If a fighter gets clipped and their knees buckle, you know, do we, do, does the opponent, like, help them back to their feet before they start throwing a right hook? No, they pounce on them and they try to finish the fight as fast as possible. They do not want them on the ground at all. You tackle them and you go for the finish. All right? Keep it realistic, guys. We want to, you know, suspension of disbelief. We want to bring people in. We want to let them feed in on our environment as professional wrestlers. Even if people know exactly how wrestling is one way or another, that's fine. They're there to be entertained and enjoy it, and they don't want you to pull back the curtain every single time you're in the ring. Mm -hmm. Do things realistically, especially during your match. It's very simple, but it is not easy. Make every step mean something. You can do it, and you must do it. All right, guys, that's what it takes to be a professional when it comes to being a professional wrestler. So awesome, guys. I hope you enjoyed these topics. We went very rapid fire today. I think we talked about some really, really cool stuff. 
And um, let me know if you want to hear us dive deeper into any of this stuff. We'll be retouching a lot of it in the future. I mean, it always bears to be repeated, and there's tons of good conversations to be had out yeah. there. So if you want us to stretch out on any of these topics, all you got to do is ask. You know, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. All you got to do is type in at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Join that group, like I said earlier, and we can talk about all this stuff in, in long form, if need be. So, heck yeah, guys. Really good conversation today, and uh, thank you for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.